Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from iLikeYou.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at iLikeYou.com. Now, let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a sunny Thursday here in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and hello to the rest of the world. Well, I know we've been talking so much about COVID-19, isolation, and what is the new normal, but this time we're going to talk about someone that is so dear to your life, that has made an impression on you, that guides you, that loves you, no matter what, and that's your mom, because Mother's Day is coming up this Sunday. So I have my very special guest here, my mom. Unfortunately, she's passed away. It will be 12 years in November that I always think about her. And actually thinking about it this morning when I woke up, um, wondering what her thoughts and feelings would be if she was still here and living through this time of isolation and knowing that probably I would not be able to see her. So part of my heart is thankful that she hasn't had to feel the isolation and the mental anguish of not being together with family, but I also do miss her. So I'm going to welcome all of our special ladies from our virtual chat. This is the Hugh virtual chat, and we're talking about moms. And there's Nicole. Hello, Nicole. Hey, hi, ladies. Charlotte. Hi, Terry. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. And welcome, Kirsty. And Marley. Marley's outside with her kids. What a gorgeous day. Hi, Kirsten. And Nicole's back. And I think Nanette, we're waiting on Nanette to come back too as well. And I think Susie's going to join us too, ladies. Well, I want to say this now. Happy Mother's Day to all of you. And because uh, you all have mums. If you are a mum, fantastic. But uh, so we're talking about mums and, of course, what has been happening in our daily lives. I don't know. Um, Kirsten, do you have any idea how many days in isolation have we been in? Well, it seems like 200, but uh, <laughs> I think it's about eight weeks. I think we're yeah. in our eighth week. I, like it's way over 40 days. We all just say 40 days. I kind of think about Noah's Ark and 40 days and 40 nights, but I think we're well past that. Hi, Susie. So um, I, I just want to kind of briefly touch on this. Uh, and that might be, you know, for sure, Susie can comment on it. You, Susie, you probably heard it. Um, Charlotte and, and Kirsten are mental health gurus and everything like that. Yeah. So last night, um, my son uh, was on his phone and he says, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. And there was a huge, I guess, Instagram chat group that got out. And um, anyways, to make a long story short, it involved a Winnipeg play, uh, NHL hockey player several other players and also in naming were Winnipeggers too as well. This is going to have a huge effect on top of everything that we are going through. Um, 
even as a, as a parent, I can't imagine. Charlotte's kind of smiling. <laughs> um, you, your thoughts and comments on this? I, I don't know. Which one of us first? Oh, I, yeah. Okay, maybe Susie, you go first, okay? Yeah. Well, you know, I saw someone sent me the link and uh, I took a look at it at the uh, account that had posted some of the screenshots even before I saw the news story. And um, it was heartbreaking. Let's put it that way. It was just really so upsetting. And all I could think about was the women who had been named and shamed and degraded in those texts. And um, I saw one of the women post an Instagram story about her phone blowing up, about all of these uh, people sending her screenshots and stuff. And she just said, you know what? She said, like, anybody who didn't know that this was going on was being naive kind of thing. And so to her, it was not a surprise. Mm -hmm. And I think that might be the saddest thing of all is, um, I don't understand how in 2020 we have young men who still think it's okay to talk this way about women. I think that is the most disheartening thing. And we all know that this man has a mother, he has a sister, Yes. Again, I don't want to put proximity next to how you have to respect women. You should just respect women, number one. You shouldn't have to have a woman in your life to think that, you know, you have to be respectful of women. Um, but as a mom of two boys and a girl, it was absolutely shocking and heartbreaking. And I'm pretty sure his parents didn't raise him to be that way. So I'm at a loss to where that comes from. Yeah, no, of oh, Charlotte. No, I, do you think maybe... Oh. I don't know. Is it because of this isolation and, you know, and not knowing on what to do with their lives? You know, I, I don't know. Tracy, those texts go way far back. Yeah. Way far back. This was not, this was not something that you can blame on the date. Let's put it that way. Uh, what? I'm, I've never heard anything about this, so I'm, I'm trying to follow, but you have to explain a little bit more. It was just conversation. I have no, I, I still, I'm not sure. Well, you, can, you can go ahead, Susie, because yeah, the whole social media thing, you can explain. It was, um, it was just a news story that came out. It's on Global and CBC of a Winnipeg born hockey player who does not play for a local team right now. Um, and uh, screenshots of a, it was a private conversation, I will say that, of a group chat were leaked um, to the media. And so the NHL uh, put out a statement last night, his team put out a statement, and um, yeah, it was trending on Twitter within you know two hours of the news stories breaking. And um, yeah, yeah, as a mother, I feel for his mother, I feel for the mothers of all the ladies that were in that group chat. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just still kind of shocked that in 2020, I can't believe that we're still having this conversation, so. Yeah, and I and I I I sympathize. I uh, agree with you, and I sympathize too. And I I with uh, everything that we talked about, even when I was when we had the great discussion about domestic violence, and you know, uh, and this is so important, right? The awareness day, uh, non-consensual distribution of intimate images. That's just an awareness day, but this is should be proof that this should be a law. Like this is wrong, no matter what. I I, I can't. I don't know, and then you're right, Susie. How, how do we, 
if that was my son, how like I would be devastated, number one, but how do you even relate? So the thing about that, you know, going back to the uh, non-consensual images, the, the images that were shared were all images that were on these ladies' um, Instagram accounts. Oh. So if you were friends with them, you could access the pictures. It's not some, and a lot of them were public accounts as well, at least up until yesterday they were. You could see the images, and a lot of them were just about them having normal fun, doing things that all of us do, taking selfies with our friends, out in uh, the outdoors doing things. Um, you know, yes, there were the... Um, the poolside shots and all these things. But when you're young and you're having fun, that's what you do. There's nothing wrong with those things. And um, the comments that followed these screenshots were just abhorrent, abhorrent. And um, really, really disheartening to see. You know, really disheartening to see. And um, makes me so sad. And you know, the thing about the, the pictures though, some of the ladies um, <laughs> did go on their Instagram and uh, kind of clap back at what was being said about them. And I fully support that because it's just like, you know, on the same day that Adele is getting slammed for her uh, new body image, which is she's lost some weight. And so she posted some pictures on social media. People were going bananas over that. And it's just like, I don't understand what kind of society we live in where we think that it's a pastime or a social activity to comment on the bodies and status of other women's bodies. Like one of the ladies in, in this group chat was had just had a baby and they were commenting on how fat she was. Like in what universe is that okay? Like that's, that's just not mature, it's not cool, and it's just ignorant, really. Wow. Well, you know what? We're gonna talk about all of our moms that have raised amazing women. So I, you know, I just wanted to, to just see what people thought. I mean, I did not see, but um, you know, thanks Susie for, for your input and insight into it. And now just, I, I, to me, it seems like you have to be careful on what you put out there. Really? Right? Charlotte's nodding her head, right? What do you, what do you think, Charlotte? Well, you know, it, Tracy, it was interesting, and, and I'm agreeing totally with what Susie's saying. Um, I, I ended up staying late, up late last night talking um, with my daughter about what was going on on social media and uh, her, and I wish she, you know, she could have been on the show today, but maybe this is another show. She's 22 and she's very conscientious about what she posts on, on social media um, and, and what she's saying too, because once it's out there, it's out there. And, um, and we were discussing the screenshot and, you know, how anybody can do that if they're, you know, part of that account. Um, the other thing that we were talking about is uh, my partner actually coached him um, in high school um, hockey. And so we were, we were just discussing years back of, you know, and we were also talking with a friend who played at a high level hockey um, down in the States too. And, and so there was lots of stuff going on with guys last night and, you know, in talking about what was playing out and a bit about the norm of that locker room mentality um, and how it's okay to talk that way. And the one conversation that um, with the young hockey player that who used to play down in the States, he was saying how it's for him, it was very uncomfortable in hearing those conversations because if you spoke out, you were shamed about, you know, like, why are you doing that? 
but then the guilt of not speaking out when you knew it didn't feel right what was being said and and so there's lots of conversations going around with men about exactly that you know wow. not addressing it properly and I think, Charlotte, you know, to your point too, this is not a way to paint a picture of all men talk this way because they absolutely don't. And um, I think you're totally right. And I do think that um, someone must have seen that conversation and was not cool with it anymore. Yeah. And maybe that's how this thing got out there. So, yeah. you know, the alleged hack is always the excuse that people use when they get caught. And I said, you know, to my husband, I said like, okay, I get it. This was a private conversation. We all have group chats that we're a part of and we say things where we're just being ourselves and, you know, commiserating and maybe, you know, blowing off some steam, whatever. But the, 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 the text in the, or the, the context of those texts, I think shows you a deeper flaw in terms of what those young men actually think and how they actually behave. And that's not common to all men. I don't believe that, so. No, and I think that gets a little bit more of a conversation in the whole realm of sports and male dominance. But anyways, I wanna go to Nicole because Nicole has to leave early because she's gotta deliver cookies. So Nicole, she's with the Deer Lodge Center Foundation. And uh, you know what, tomorrow's gonna to be a special day. So I just wanted you to touch on that and how everybody at the center is doing, including the residents. Go ahead, Nicole. You have to unmute. You have to. You have to. You're muted. So just. There. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Beautiful. So tomorrow marks, and thank you, Tracy, for letting me go. The staff foundation is uh, giving treats to all the staff today. We're handing out cookies that were fresh baked here uh, in, in dietary, so we're excited about that. But tomorrow marks the 75th anniversary of VE Day, and uh, it's a big celebration for our veterans because they were there. Uh, some of we still have some World War II veterans who live here at Deer Lodge, and uh, it's a big day. So um, we, of course, because of COVID, we had started planning an event and then when uh, the restrictions started coming in we were then we had to cancel everything and uh, we're very very fortunate that um, we were having some surprises that will take place tomorrow uh, the the military are very very um, generous and they're able to to do something for us and I can't share because we we can't let everybody know because it's a surprise but um, it's we're very very excited about it all so uh, it's really heartwarming to see what what has been made possible because of uh, people's generosity and recognition that this day will not come again and when you think of it our veterans are 97 98 100 100 plus so you know, the next time there's a big anniversary, say the 100th anniversary, these, these people will not be alive. They won't be with us. So to be able to mark this occasion tomorrow, we're really excited. And the RCMP as well have, have come forward and they're going to do something special for us. Uh, well, we can hardly wait. And, and I hopefully, hopefully the residents are, are good. They, I guess there must be some confusion. Yes. And they're going to be told tomorrow, so we're just to, to make it all as a big surprise. So tomorrow we'll we'll let everybody know. And you know we've also been so fortunate, Tracy. There's people who have been very generous giving food, and uh, for tomorrow as well, in particular. And Tracy and and Kevin, we're so grateful to you for your generosity and uh, just recognizing the day for. And
what it is. And Tracy, you've been so good to us in uh, just this last year. And it's been wonderful to be working with you. You've produced some beautiful videos that have really told the story of who Deer Lodge is. And we're truly grateful for all of that. Well, it's, it's been it's been my pleasure and it's been a, a real experience. And just to fill you in, so um, we're going to be uh, giving, uh, feeding their healthcare workers that are working directly with the vets tomorrow. So, you know, we can't feed, we can't give the food to the, to the uh, residents, but uh, certainly want to pay tribute to the uh, frontline workers at Deer Lodge Center. So it's been so nice that your center has actually opened up for this. So we can hardly wait. Yes. Yeah, you want to give a shout out to your mom before you have to go? Yes, my mother, my mother, it's a special year this year in our, in our family. My mother turns 90 this year. I turn 60 this year and then my son turns 30. So when all of this uh, craziness is done, uh, we're going to have a beautiful family photo so that we can show those, those big uh, milestone birthdays. So my mom is just a spectacular lady. I'm truly, really blessed to have, have her in my life. Oh, well, take care. We'll see you tomorrow and yes. uh, send your mom your love. Yes. Okay. And thank you so much, Tracy. Oh, we'll see Bye you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm going to go over to, to Christy. Welcome, Christy. Hello. So, Christy. Thanks for having me. Yes. It's so nice to see you. Yeah. So just a little bit, uh, Christy runs, or she is a director of the Thrive Community Thrift Shop. Did I say that right? Thrive. Thrive. Thrive Thrift Shop. <laughs> Say that five times. I know. Thrive Thrift Shop, which is part of Thrive Community mm -hmm. Support Circle. And formerly used to be the more well-known as the Spence Street Thrift Shop. Yeah. But, you're, but you just rebranded. But anyways, tell me a little bit on how you've been doing through all of this. And have you reopened or not? Uh, we have not yet because, well, our store is run by about... 50 to 65 volunteers a month. So they're, you know, I had to, when the government announced, was it last week, that they were relaxing the retail regulations, I spoke to my supervisor and then I emailed all the volunteers and had to see who's comfortable in coming back. Yeah. We have people that, you know, work in the warehouse, then we have people who work in the store. Uh, the warehouse obviously would be a little bit easier to manage, but with customers coming in and out, how does that look like? You know, um, a lot of the people that we deal with have intellectual disabilities or coming out of, you know, mental health crisis. Um, this is their, their first job. Uh, they could be experiencing a lot of anxiety. And so I was really interested in seeing how many people were interested in coming back. And there were quite a few. But obviously, they, they said, we will come back as long as, you know, there are ample masks, um, few customers, you know, and the, and the other thing, too, is that because we're a thrift shop, people aren't, we're not like Superstore, you know, they're not coming in and buying their six items and leaving, they're coming in to peruse, they're coming in to chat, they're coming in to, some people, you know, stay for an hour looking at every single item, and uh, we're a social aspect of their lives, and so... Uh, what do we do there? Is there a time limit or, you know, how many people do we allow in the store as well as how many volunteers? How do we social distance them? A lot of them would be coming with strollers with many kids. They, they sort of unleash their children so that, you know, mom can, and, you know, we have a toy section separate from the ladies wear specifically uh, so that, you know, mom's, mom can shop. 
So we had to discuss that. And so we're, get, we're hopefully uh, receiving all of the safety supplies today. And then we'll slowly get the warehouse workers back in next week. And then we will slowly open up and we'll have, you know, a door policeman um, only allowing so many people in at once. And then we'll just see how it goes. You know, like I'll, I'll just explain to the, to the customers, you know, it, we don't know what's going to work until we start opening again. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, oh, through, you know, before they announced, uh, announced this over the last, month or however long we've been in, in quarantine, um, we haven't been open, but I have been working either from home or the store. And it's so exciting because typically I'm immersed in the store. I'm immersed with the volunteers. I'm helping them. Um, and so with no one here, like I'm at the store right now with no one here, I get to work. Like I get to work on reports and I get to do some funding applications and just some like basic filing and organizing. And so that's been really, really exciting for me. And it's funny because a lot of the other social enterprises in the city, we have Zoom meetings and they're doing these, you know, really grand things like transforming their store into a homeless shelter or uh, repurposing their programs and focusing on a completely different aspect, like, you know, offering art workshops or you know art therapy workshops and and it, then everyone stops me and says Christy what is Thrive doing I'm like mm, I'm just working like I'm just you know it's almost like mom gets to clean the house fully without the kids here like I'm doing the baseboards like I'm doing the deep sort of cleaning that is that I never get to and so that's been really therapeutic for myself mm -hmm. so uh yeah so I'm looking forward to opening slowly and uh, yeah, just, just, it'll be exciting to see the, our customers, the community. Right. Our, yeah. We also have a resource center. Mm -hmm. And so they have been open uh, offering emergency food and baby supplies to the community. Oh, good. So, uh, Christy, I've got a question. For those of us that want to donate, uh, what are some of the things that we have to do? Or no, we're not accepting any donations right now. No, we are. We yeah. are. I'm here right now. I got up in the beginning of the meeting because I just noticed my uncle showed up with a van full of stuff. So I just had to go <laughs> open the door for him. Uh, we are accepting donations, however, because everyone is purging and spring cleaning. Yes. I have a long list of people that I have to call back and say, yes, we will accept. So for the first time that I, I've been here for four and a half years, I have never declined a donation. Even when we are at the roof with stuff, I will put it somewhere. Like I will put it around my desk. Like I will put it in the walkway. <laughs> um, so, but I'm getting to the point where it's like, oh my goodness, I might have to say no at some point. Like we just don't have the space, mm -hmm. but with the volunteers coming back, they'll be able to sort through everything and organize it. Um, so yeah, you can come down between, right now, like we've shortened our day, so typically 10 to three, just yeah. call first, just call first. Um, I'm here, I will let you in. Um, unfortunately, our van was vandalized over the weekend, and so we're not able to do pickups. No. But uh, yeah, if anyone has, and everyone always says, what can you accept? anything like anything that you have in your home anything that you have in your garage we will take as long as it's not like a an old tv or <laughs> yeah. something you know something that doesn't work or something that's slightly damaged but we yeah we will take anything so uh what is the phone yeah what is the phone number people can call just for now and then you can write down your uh, your website and we'll have that posted on facebook too okay? sure so it's 204-783-9281 perfect
Yeah, well, thank you. Well, I want to say hi to Terry. We're going to talk more about your mom too, Christy. But uh, Terry, how are you doing? I'm good. How is my sound? Very good. You sound oh, good. awesome. Good. Yes. Yeah. So, I'm on my uh, old computer. <laughs> <laughs> thank God for some old things, right? Yeah. No, I know. My new one, no. I, it was... Um, I have no idea why, but anyways, I just gave up. So I'm on my old one and it works fine. Yes. Yeah, so, go by Zoom as well. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, we haven't talked for such a long time. You came on and then, so it's been a little bit, a few weeks now. So how have things settled down for you with well, uh, they're, your students? They're settling. Yeah. Um, we're fully ingrained in, um, I've got four programs online, all in Sulacout. Um, and, and actually we're doing very well. We've, we've captured most of the students. We're lagging a bit on our youth program um, to capture everybody, but um, I'm running full culinary arts, hospitality, office administration, and a youth uh, program. So we're on um, group chat, and then we also do, we decided on Microsoft Teams, and yeah. the students can see each other. Um, and then I've got all of their work successfully now is online. Wow. So we've got, yeah, we've got a couple of students that are back in the First Nations and no internet. So, so we've been kind of, I'm, uh, I'm not sure what to do about that. Um, because they don't, we can't even use like it because they don't have satellites. They don't, you yeah. know, it's a whole different system. So, but what they're doing is they're doing some work and then they're taking pictures. And so in culinary, of course, they write out the recipes, take pictures. So, so that's, a, it's going not bad considering everything. <laughs> yeah. Considering when we last talked, it was like, where do we start? But, uh, oh, it was, oh. yeah. So, I mean, uh, and now Terry, do you, Terry, do you, I guess you don't see uh, Coco and, and Quiche at all with this? Oh, yes. Yes. We, oh yes, we've been yes we've been uh, visiting. It was uh, a birthday, and um, so we visited, and I got to do homework with Kishio, and oh, yes, and it was about his mother. He had to do things about why she was awesome and why he loved her and all of those things. That was very interesting. And um, Coco is um, always interesting. So um, yeah, no, if I have visited them, so it it has really brightened our days yeah yeah no doubt I mean and uh, so Marley is is Terry's daughter and she's got two lovely little kids we lost her she's outside they so in all of this isolation uh she made her husband well I kind of think it's probably her her dad build this fort outside or play structure outside so I think they're non-stop right now in the sunshine so I'm going to go over to Nanette hi Nanette okay oh, and you know what happy Mother's Day a little early but uh tell us about your mom Happy Mother's Day um, to everyone. Um, my mom is pretty amazing, actually. She's a, uh, she's a, uh, oh, uh, interesting story. Okay, I recently, actually, for the past six months, my daughter and I have gone vegetarian, and it's for several reasons, ethical, but for mainly for me, it's for health reasons. Um, my mother messaged me and she said. I'm going to make some caldereta. Now, caldereta, she's famous for it in our Filipino community. She, it's the most amazing dish, and, but it's made with beef. And she's like, I'm going to make some. Would you like some? And I can't say no, you know? <laughs> she's my mom, and she, she did this with love. And uh, 
she's like, I know, I know you, you know, and I said, mom, just make it, just make it. Cause it just brings us, it brings me back to her. You know, she's, she's like 10 minutes away from me and I, I don't get a chance to see her, but um, every little thing that she can, if she can do just like, she's like, she's like your typical mom, you know, you just wants to do something small, even if it's just to make your favorite dish, even though she's like, yes, I know you're, you're vegetarian, but I you know it's something, it's something for you. And, and um, so I had some and it just brought me right back to her. And um, so, you know, she's, she's phenomenal. She, every she will do like the smallest thing. I go over there when, before all of this, go over there. I can't leave the home without bringing something back home. <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's times like that. I really miss her and it's nice to really connect with her. But yeah, she's, she's phenomenal. She's, uh, she's very active in the church community. She's, uh, she does as much as she can alongside my dad. She's a, you know, they're, they're partners in crime really. And, um, but yeah, she's, uh, she's, uh, she, she does what she can, like, like all moms, you know. Yeah, like all moms. Yeah. How about you, Kirsten? How's your mom doing? Oh, you know, my mom's doing great. She's, uh, she's a little bit, uh, bored and, uh, frustrated. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but my mom and dad had to come back early from Palm Springs. They spent half their year, uh, at a home they have in Palm Springs, so, uh, that kind of cramped their style to begin with, um, but they took it all very seriously and got back home. And um, yeah, you know what? They're doing well. We've had them over to our backyard where we've uh, had some social distancing around a fire. And um, my my parents are both like in their late seventies, going on forty. So yes. It's yes. To slow them down and keep up with them at times, but. Um, yeah, I know my mom's, I'll spend um, Mother's Day with her and we have a tradition of going to the uh, nursery. We're both into gardening and she's, she's a fantastic lady. She's a huge cheerleader. And um, one of the things about my mom is uh, through everything that happens in life and any type of adversity that we've, we've had, she's always my mom. She's always looking out for me. So yeah. um, she's a great lady. Yeah, I'm pretty lucky. Yeah, well, moms are pretty good supporters, right, uh, Charlotte? Um, you know what? They really are. Kristen and I run a, a parent support group that uh, Wednesday nights virtually, and, and when we go back to normal, um, we do it at Grant Park High School as well. And we had some amazing moms on last night, and uh, we talk a lot about uh, you know parenting. You don't get an owner's manual with a child, and um, you know, we're just, we're really, we're driving home the messaging of, you know, we're all doing the best we can given the tools that we have and the circumstances. But, uh, um, and I was just going to say a little bit about my mom. Yes. She's down yeah. in Florida. So <laughs> oh. we, um, my mom um, is Canadian and American and my brother is American uh, who lives in Florida. So when this all started, um, he was very adamant that she stay in Florida closer to him um, as opposed to coming back up to Canada closer to me. So she spends half the year near him and half the year near me. Um, She's an amazing artist. And so she's taken this opportunity of being alone to really be very creative. And every time you have somebody from the WAG or the, the, the arts on your show, I'm like, 
please have a local show of all these artists who have been in, you know, in, in seclusion, who have been so creative, because I think there's going to be a lot of beauty in the arts that comes from this, this time. Um, my mom's work will be one of them, um, as well as my daughter's an artist, and she's been very creative as well during this time. So I'm quite excited about uh, seeing what shows up. Unfortunately, um, it may stay down in Florida. I'm hoping it, it comes up. And the other, a little bit of a funny side note, but um, my brother and I talk about how to get her back to Canada and uh, he's not comfortable with her going on a plane. So, and he's a bit of a redneck. So he, he talks about driving her up to Canada and, and dropping her at the border because he doesn't want to cross over and having her actually walk across the border to pick me up. So we'll see what happens. So she's oh going back at the end of the month. So. Oh, well, sounds, she sounds like an amazing lady. So yeah, we would love to see her. Maybe get her to do like a little virtual, she could do a virtual uh, tour. We could mm -hmm. do a virtual tour. You know, Kirsten and I had this conversation. Our moms are not tech savvy. Um, so <laughs> How about your brother? Pardon? How about your brother? Could he help her? Yeah, he probably could. So he's, uh, he's actually, um, he's a great son. He calls her every day. I'm, I'm very, he has done it for years and years. Um, mm -hmm. I'm so impressed with, uh, you know, what a great, what a great son he is. And so, you know, in the conversation earlier, I like to celebrate that, uh, that I've got a really amazing brother who's really great to his mom too. So. Oh, that's so nice. So Susie, I saw the big hug from one of your sons. Your kids are wonderful. They're, they're the, they're yeah, so, that was my oh, oldest. That was your oldest. Yes, yes, yes. yes. He's, he's the hugger, you know. Yeah. They're yeah. all huggers. Yeah. Uh, but They're yeah, nice. I know. Yeah. So for you, tell us a little bit about your mom. Uh, oh my gosh. So I, I did a tweet yesterday about, uh, I don't know if anybody has watched Nanette. You should tell me, have you watched Never Have I Ever yet on Netflix? Okay, so I did a tweet yesterday talking about how it's full of lies, basically, <laughs> because she's supposed to be this first generation uh, daughter of immigrants, right? And all the things that she gets to do. And I'm just like, yeah, no first generation children of immigrants gets to do any of those things. So it was pretty funny. So Oh, I gotta I watch this. <laughs> yes, we totally do. And then we can chat about it. But okay. um, I tell my kids that they would never last like an hour in my mom's house because it's even though we were born here, she raised us like we were in the Philippines. Like it was, you know, it was like so strict and so, you know, I don't know what the word is. Nanette, maybe you can help me. But uh, yeah, it was just like there's no arguing. There was no, there was no nothing. It was all about, you know, go to school, get your education, and then you can do whatever you want kind of thing. And I guess, you know, when you, when you fight and struggle to get here and to give your kids the best of everything, that is your go-to answer for everything. So I guess it turned out okay, because I'm sitting here right now, so you know. Um, but uh, yeah, she's a tough nut. And um, three years ago, uh, she was in the hospital for an extended uh, hospital stay. She almost died due to a lung infection. So this whole uh, pandemic outbreak thing has been very, um, it's not been traumatic, but it's reminded me of the trauma that we, that we had in our family all those years ago. And she was put on a ventilator and we were told many times that she was not gonna walk out of that hospital. And um, to, un to know that there are other families going through that right now is so heart-wrenching. And to know 
you know, how hard it is for the frontline workers and for everybody who's in this situation. It's just really sad. Um, she was very stubborn because she's nothing if not stubborn. And so she did walk out of that hospital and uh, she's, uh, she just had her 75th birthday in late March, which we didn't get to spend with her, wow. which was very sad. But, you know, like someone else said, when, when we're all able to, we're going to have, you know, that family celebration, all those things. Um, but she's definitely a firecracker. So I guess I get that from somewhere. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no doubt. And uh, Christy, what's your mom like? Tell us about your mom. Uh, my mom is the best. She is like Kitty Foreman from that 70s show. Actually, both my parents. She's Kitty Foreman and my dad's red. Like, he's just like always really grumpy and curmudgeon. And she's always like, like every day, like, do you want me to make cookies for your friends? Like, have them over and want cookies. And um, she bakes and cooks for me, especially during now. I'm like, mom, I'm not sick. Like, I don't need your help but she every week she'll call I have carrot cakes for you I have bran muffins I made stew um so and then just yesterday she said when you guys reopen I'm gonna make everyone cupcakes uh she's just she's yeah. just that mom yeah uh, super well, sweet yeah just you have to tell her mom you have to wrap them up and sell fake and disinfect yeah. them and <laughs> yeah oh that's great so Terry, I wanted to ask you, um, which is better, being a grandma or being a mom? Oh, well, the thing is with the grandkids is um, you can do things that you don't do when you're a mom. And you can, <laughs> mom corrects me all the time. Mom, don't talk to them like that. And don't say that to them. But I don't care. I do it anyways <laughs> because I can and uh, it's kind of an unconditional love. Like it's, uh, you know, um, uh, and because you're not with them all the time too. Of course, you have infinite patience when they come. So it's kind of like the fun. You get to do the fun stuff. So yeah. and when you're a parent, of course, you do have to be serious at times. I know that I wasn't serious all of the time with my kids. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but it, it is a whole different ballgame. And you can't believe that you feel the same way about loving these little things like you did with your own kids. Like you just, you just think about them all the time and you worry the same way. And, you know, um, especially when, you know, Marley will confide and, you know, something Thing happened to Kissy with his friend or whatever and you just worry 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 but it's it's uh, the same feeling of love but I think you get to be sillier you get to have more fun you get to yeah Marley corrects me a lot and that's <laughs> I don't really care <laughs> <laughs> okay so I want because because we're all we're kind of we're, we're all related uh, Marley and, and Terry in a certain way but um, so when you see Marley sometimes, Terry, do you see yourself or what do you see in Marley that you go, oh, I know where she got that from? Well, I guess it's the worrying about the schoolwork. I told her to relax, relax, Marley. But I could see myself being like really, really hypervigilant right now. And it's really hard to homeschool. And she was having trouble with Kishio first thing in the morning. He didn't want to do his work. So I said, well, hey, listen. Part of the curriculum has got to be phys ed. It's got to be culinary. It's got to be gymnastics. It's got to be on the trampoline. It's 
got to be other things, dancing, music. So why don't you start the day off like that <laughs> instead? So, but I could see myself in it, exactly in her, like being so careful with their work. It, I think it's quite torturous for children to have a teacher for your mother because you're just on them all the time. I mean, long before it was ever popular because Kevin's handwriting was so poor, I made him learn how to keyboard. So he, you know, like he's in grade two and he's learning how to keyboard because his writing was terrible and it's still terrible. So, so, you know, and math flashcards and, and, um, uh, and reading laboriously with a reluctant leader, reader. So, so I, I see that in Marley too, because even though she's not a classroom teacher, she still has that inner, and she, she is a ballet teacher, which is, and a dance teacher, which um, also, um, so, so she has those characteristics, definitely. And definitely, uh, you know, particularly with Coco, the way all of a sudden she breaks out into song then she's singing so dramatically and she's four and I think oh my goodness that's so Marley like and dressed as a fairy princess every day of course that's as, Marley yes of course yes yeah, yeah. so definitely the the apple is not falling far from the tree uh, Kishio he just uh, you know Marley doesn't like to hear this but he reminds me so much of Kevin the some of the stuff that he gets into and does and the, the abilities that he has are so amazing already. Wow. So I guess that's the other side of being a grandparent. You get to do more observation, not worry so much about what they're going to eat and when they're going to eat and when they're going to bed and um, that sort of thing. So you, you get to see the wonder of their minds and, and, and also, um, you know, the, the, the just loving life, you know, they're, wow. they just, they get, that, they get that from their grandma. Well, that's so nice. Yeah, I always, so nice. yeah, I always hope so, but they're, they sure are a lot of fun. Oh, well, Kirsten, well, you're not a grandma yet. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know. She says, no, but, uh, my so daughters are almost 20 and 22. So we've got lots oh. of time. Yes. So what traits do you think that you have picked up from your mom or you see yourself? Well, it's always funny, right? Oh my God. Those are, that's something that you, my mom would say. You know, I, I think I have some mannerisms that, that my mom definitely has. Um, I'd like to think that, um, you know, my mom is a really, really positive person and um, she sees the good in everyone um, almost to a fault, but she sees the good in everyone. And uh, with her story, she was about my age when she um, battled cancer for the first time. And she's um, had cancer three times and, and kicked it every time and uh, moves on with life and almost never thinks about it again. So she's just, and never worries. And she's just, uh, she's a great example of how to live life. Yeah. Um, and characteristics, I think, um, yeah, I get lots of little comments from my dad. Um, oh, you're so your mother. I think we're both, yeah, I think we're both kind of just genuinely um, uh, caring people. Um, and that, that comes out in the line of work that I do with Charlotte, right? So oh, that's kind of. Yeah. And so then to spill off on that too, I mean, uh, you know, you've gone through a lot with your daughter, with both daughters, with your whole family. Mm -hmm. um, what do you see in your daughters that 
you see yourself? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, both my daughters, um, they have a lot of similarities, although they're very different as well. Um, but they both have such good hearts. And um, they're both very, very kind. And, um, you know, they're, they're both really into social justice. And I'd hate to be, well, I, I don't even want to tell them about this NHL story. because <laughs> It's going to be flying through this house for a few days. Um, because they, they're just, uh, they, they both kind of fight for the underdog and, um, you know, yeah, they're, they're both really, really great, compassionate. You can't teach compassion. You can't teach empathy, um, you know, putting yourself in someone else's shoes. And a lot of people, um, sadly miss that quality sometimes. And they just, I think because we've had a lot of adversity in our, in our family, um, we, we've come out the other side with these awesome gifts of, of empathy and compassion and just looking at the world a little differently. And, um, you know, they're awesome. I drive them crazy too, but. Well, that's part of what mom do, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, that's great. Yeah. Nanette, how about your kids? Now we heard about your mom. So. Oh, wow. Um, my daughter. I, yeah. <laughs> she is very, uh, not like me <laughs> she's not like me she's um I'm more I need time to think I need time to you know with her she's already formulating something but as far as like in the brain she is very much like her father um physically she's like me um we have the same I will tie my hair in a top knot and I've got, uh, you know, a cardigan on. That's my uniform for the house. And she's walking around the same. My husband will stop and I go, I did not know if that was Miranda or if that was you. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, she's my mini me. She really is. But, uh, but he says, you know, sometimes when she laughs, she sounds just like you. She's, she'll laugh just like you. And so it's, you know, it's nice to see that little yeah. thing but no she's in her brain she's got the mathematical analytical mind just like her dad and oh, um no you're an engineer too so come on yeah okay. well <laughs> yeah well <laughs> yeah my son is more like me he oh. is he is he looks like his father a, a filipino version of his dad <laughs> but um he's uh, the way he thinks is very much like me so yeah. Uh, there's something there. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Christy, what traits do you have that that from your mom, do you think? Oh, that's a good question because I'm so much more like my dad. Oh. Um, oh, her and I were both very curious people. Mm -hmm. She And she loves a good adventure. Uh, whenever there's something like, like a friend of mine works at Stony Mountain, penitentiary and she said do you want to come for a tour and I said yeah and I knew immediately that my mom would want to go <laughs> oh, wow. just like yeah just stuff like that so I'm always I'm always calling her going guess what we're doing guess where we're going she's like okay she's just sort of up for anything oh. and uh yeah that's that's where we're very much alike oh that's cool I would like to go next time you get a tour of the penitentiary right? I would like to go all right Charlotte you've got a full room of ladies, lovely ladies, I know. And uh, and again, like, you know, in Kirsten's story, you know, you, you've uh, 
you've been through a lot. And, uh, but your mom too must have made an impression and helped you and guide you too through everything. Yeah. Um, my mom, um, uh, has been through a lot of trauma in her life and, uh, and it, and just seeing how she had managed to survive that, um, she, she was in a car accident with my two brothers and one of my brothers uh, passed away in the car accident many, many years ago. So as I journey in my mental health mm -hmm. career and knowledge, you start to reflect back on, you know, what it was like for her to go through that losing a child. He was 11 at the time when he died and, um, and really how she survived it and how she has flourished as an artist and as a person. And, uh, and I really celebrate that. And uh, so reflecting on my own life, you, you know, you start looking at the, the things that you've gone through and, and, um, and using her strength as a, as a beacon to, you know, for your own, finding your own strength. Um, and uh, yeah, just really celebrating that. So, you know, I bring it up on Mother's Day and her birthday of, you know, how proud I am of she's still here and, you know, she's flourishing and she's, uh, she's able to see the, the beauty and love in the world, you know, after lots of tragedy. Um, and my girls uh, celebrate that too about her and uh, they have a, a great strength of themselves that I think comes from, you know, the strong women, you know, my mother, my grandmother and, and, and me too. And, uh, and hopefully they carry that strong mother, daughter, woman role, you know, into the next generations too. Well, just before I go to Susie, um, I wanted to uh, share with you ladies, there's a wonderful article that I read in Chatelaine, and it was a story about a mom and her daughter, and her daughter is in that 14-year-old teen angst, like, you know, she's trying to break away from her family, you know, the black eyeliner, the hoodies, the darkness, the shut door on her phone all the time, like it, almost like it would happen overnight. So this was pre-COVID, and then this isolation and everything brought actually her and her daughter closer together because they actually had to spend time together. So it was like when the mom says, hey, do you wanna go for a walk? It's, it wasn't like looking at her like she was an alien. She says, sure, we'll go. And her daughter slowly started opening up to her, but her mother always knew like, okay, I can't say anything, just let her talk because if I say something, it's, she's just gonna shut down and she'll just say, oh, I knew you were gonna say that, that's why I don't talk to you. you and we've all heard those words before. Like we're so dumb, but it was so beautiful at the end that they found hope. They saw what their daughter will be as a young adult, hopefully. Like they understand that she might go back, you know, towards those, those angst years. And, you know, Charlotte and, and Kirsten, you've gone through that with your daughters. And um, it was just a beautiful story to hear in this, light and day of where we're all talking about mental health and wellness and you know what isolation is doing and it's actually in some cases isolation is bringing people together i mean even in, in christy's comment saying she's so happy she's actually being able to do answer her emails she answered me back um you know and and you know doing the things that she needed to do so uh it is kind of a, an interesting time but it was a beautiful story about a mother and daughter and i, I know that a lot of you can relate to that when you're you know, you're at wit's end, but you know, through the beauty of it, you find the simple things like cooking or going for a walk, the best. So, Mama Bear, Susie, what, what has your mother given you that you have now brought forth 
to your children. <laughs> As she's scrunching your lips and she's smiling. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty strict with my kids, actually. Yeah. So yeah. As, as much as I uh, <laughs> complain about my childhood, which was very strict and very, you know, um, authoritarian, I would say, um, I try to take the good things from that and bring that into how I raise my kids. Because all I needed when I was a kid was just a little bit of freedom, right? Like every kid needs a little bit of freedom, right? And I wasn't allowed those kind of things. And it, it, um, it created a divide between me and my parents because I could never be, um, I could never be fully open with them, I felt. And so I never, ever want my kids to feel that way. And so I take those feelings that I had when I was a kid and I think, okay, so you want the result to be sort of the same. You want your kids to be confident and to feel like they, that you are their sanctuary. That's the word that I always use when it comes to describing my parenthood is that my parenthood, my mothering, my, my husband's fathering needs to be these children's sanctuary. No matter what's happening out in the world, this needs to be the safest place for them at all times. So how do I create that atmosphere? By being open and honest with them and by listening to them and by really kind of um, learning who they are as people and who they, um, who they want to be as people and letting that be okay, you know? The thing about parenthood, I, I think, is that when you become a parent, it's not about trying to make your child into somebody that you want them to be. You have to love them exactly for who they are. And I think that's something that this that we get wrong a lot of the time. And I am really focused on not getting that wrong. I want my children to know and to understand that no matter what, I am their mother and I love them no matter what. I would dive in front of a bus for them no matter what. And I really think that, you know, you talk about mental health and you talk about self-esteem, all these things. We can't use our children as a mirror or as um, uh, something that we need to mold, you know? Right. In, in what we want them to be. We need yep. to move into who they're supposed to be. And that, they already know who that is. So every day is an opportunity for you as a parent to discover who that is and to guide them in the right way. Right. Guiding is not changing. It is not, you know, fundamental. Oh, there's your guy <laughs> ducking in the background. I know. It's allowing them to be fully and wholly and happily who they already are. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's just, a, it's a crazy world. Um, but you know, we, we try and do our best and uh, you know, it's everything in light of what's happened on social media again. And I like self-esteem, what does that mean anymore? I, I don't know. I mean, when you're posting your life out for everybody and anybody, it's a, it's a tough world now, I think, to be a parent. I, I don't. It is. You know, we, we look at um, Dr. Gabor Mate is a really excellent um, doctor and psychologist and has dealt with addictions and all kinds of things, and as well as um, things like ADHD and all those things in children. And one of the things that he always focuses on is that it's our job to protect our children and to advocate for them. And that's all I really want to do for my children is to advocate for them. And whatever they need, whatever they, um, that self-esteem piece, you know, that needs to come from us as parents. Because if they get that from their peers, they're already getting it from a group that has no idea what they're doing, right? We need to be the beacons in their life. And if, and if we're not doing that, 
they're missing out on something and we're missing out on something by not, by not facilitating that relationship, I think. Yeah. Wow. So anyways, I want all of you to have a very, very happy Mother's Day. I don't know how you're going to spend it. I guess there's no Mother's Day brunch unless you're making it. <laughs> for okay, so what? there are some restaurants okay. that are open that have Mother's Day brunches for pickup. You have to order by, by like noon today, maybe one o'clock, but you can get it done. Check it out online. It's possible. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Susie. And uh, so and next week, uh, we're all going on a shopping spree. So you have to join in on Tuesday. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. And then uh, Thursday's going to be Get Fit. Before we go, um, this lovely lady here is my mom. Uh, it'll be 12 years in November that she's passed away. But uh, Terry, there is Hiroko. <laughs> but anyways, um, I miss her. But I am, I'm, I'm happy that she, has, she doesn't have to go through this. So she's in a much happier place. And she joined in the conversation. And she sends all of her love to you. So have a great and safe weekend, ladies. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Thank Bye -bye. you. Bye-bye. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. Bye, Christy. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of iLikeQ.com. Podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Do, did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.